0: you are inside
1: the raw report on kbla talk 1580 where we bring you the latest in entertainment news trending topics and interviews well i'm your host robin airs with you monday through friday 6 to 7 p.m happy birthday snoop dog turn that up andy it's Friday, it's Friday, hey, hey <laughs> Yes, I mean, you gotta you gotta hit the Snoop Dogg, you know what I mean? When it's Snoop's birthday, you gotta do it right Well, anyway, I hope you are having yourself a wonderful Friday Going into the weekend, I know that I am I'm looking forward to the weekend Woo, Lord knows I'm looking forward to just chilling, not doing anything But maybe, actually, Taste of Soul that's happening tomorrow I might find myself down there eating some food of course. Uh, well, anyway, we have a great show today lined up for you. And uh, we have a wonderful contributor who I'm excited uh, because she is in studio. You know how it goes. Um, not too much uh, for the updates. I have to say, though, it's also Lee Chapa's birthday. It's Jen Freeman's birthday. Jennifer Freeman. You may know her from My Wife and Kids. Um, but there are com- some concerns right now that Lee Chapa has gone MIA. His mother is actually claiming just today, she says, he's not texting me back. It's been some hours. He's he doesn't do this. So send sending prayers up to uh, to NLE Chapa And uh, that's a rapper, by the way. And his family, hopefully, you know, he will appear somewhere in the very near future. So um, let's go ahead and jump right into the Rob Report. Andy,
2: now it's time for a breakdown.
1: Well, This story was pretty interesting to me, and I want to talk about it from maybe a a little different perspective. That would be uh, Maverick City. It's a gospel group, Christian music, like a collective of individuals who... they, they joined this group, and they have some amazing music, by the way. One of my favorites, Bless Me with Kirk Franklin. That's Maverick City. Um, well, it turns out that about a year ago, they ousted one of the members, Dante Bo, And uh, he's sort of talking about, you know, what happened and uh, what went wrong. But the Christian, the gospel group, Maverick City, they... they talked about how he wasn't in alignment with their core values and their belief system. We're going to talk about some of the things that made them come to this decision if it was appropriate, if it's valid. I mean, listen, I'm not going to judge anybody who says they have core values but does it make sense? And what are the things that Dante Bo has done to be ousted? Do we look at them like Listen, you're supposed to be Christian. You are out here trying to represent. You shouldn't be doing that. Or is it okay because you're a human being? We're going to break it down, talk about that. We are also going to talk about Suge Knight. The fact that Suge Knight landed a podcast from jail. From jail. Suge Knight is going to be spilling the tea from jail. We'll tell you what it's all about and what they're saying. We're also going to throw in here. We got to talk about this. Monique, comedian Monique, she is having a conversation on why (laughs) she calls her husband daddy. Now, this isn't new. We know a lot of women. We've we've heard a lot of women call their significant other "daddy," but she's breaking it down. I want to talk about that on the other side too. Again, we have Stephanie O. who's in the building with us, and we're going to get to her when we come forward. You are listening to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Stay right there.
2: Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at the Raw Report. Keep it locked.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, I did mention it just a moment ago, but I am so excited when she comes into the studio with us. We got Stephanie O in the building. I'm Hello. Here. Welcome I'm back here. to the Rob Report. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. 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 You are always always welcome here. Um great conversations with you all the time, and this one is not going to be any different. I want to jump right into it, Stephanie, because you know, we were talking off mic a little bit. Mm-hmm. You and I both have read into this story about Dante Bo, who's of Maverick City, uh, the collective music group. They're the gospel Christian group. And mm-hmm. I love what they've done. I love their music, all the above. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, a year ago, uh, Maverick City was like, Mm-mm. Dante, you moving kind of funny. Dante, <laughs> you are moving kind of funny. And it does not align with with our core values. They say that he was doing a few things. They mentioned that he was on a party bus dancing with Bad Bunny. Um, Mm -hmm. And we know Bad Bunny has been, you know... uh, hmm. Bad Bunny is... He's a secular artist. Um, He pushes the envelope in many ways. He's very sexual. He's just very kind of out there. Actually, in a performance, he was kissing another guy. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Bad Bunny, of course. And so the fact that Dante was, you know, kind of partying with him, dancing along with it. Uh, they also mentioned this photo Mm -hmm. that he posted in his Instagram story. Mm -hmm. The photo was a nude photo Mm -hmm. and uh, they just said he had been moving funny. Well, recently Dante did a, uh, an interview with Tamron Hall and she's like, okay, first of all, welcome back because he's putting new music out there as a solo artist. But he explains a little bit of, of his situation and, 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 He's just talking about it. And in his own words, let's take a listen to what Dante had to say with Tamron Hall.
2: Some of the things aren't true. Some of the things are, you know, specifically um, the only thing I found a problem with is just uh, the nude photo. And uh, it was an accident because it wasn't a salacious photo at all. It was um, my progress when I was losing weight. You know, I was trying my best to you know, get in shape. And so it wasn't a sexual photo, if you know what I mean um, in any way, and, uh... It's
1: like those pictures when people, like, yes, look how fit I am. Yes, then, yes, yes. Was not meant to stay... I wasn't stay? touching
2: my... It wasn't weird in yeah, no, 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 any no. Of that. <laughs> and so, Was um, it meant
1: to stay in your photo files, like, you're documenting your weight loss yeah, and success? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, and so you take, like, those selfies... That, uh, after listen, the shower, yeah. After I had my baby, I took some pictures, in then I'm like, okay, no Yeah, yeah, not, exactly. They're not pictures I would share with the tan fam, but I took them, and they're yes. probably in some cloud somewhere that are gonna be sold one day. Yeah. But you <laughs> took the picture. It's in your photo and yes. it accidentally got posted
2: yes it's like 2 p.m it's not 12 a.m you know yeah, like yeah. okay and so it's it's t-
1: all right now he says he, he, him posting the photo was accidental mm-hmm. and stephanie yo came up in here with the receipts you showed me the photo uh-huh.
3: all right tell me your thoughts on this so i was you know i hadn't seen the photo before so i was googling and came up on an article clicked the link and saw the photo now he, the way he explains it is that, you know, he's taking this progress photo. Now, I've never taken a progress <laughs> photo such as this before, but maybe someone has. He has his, you know, he has a wife beater on his, you know, and he's lifting it up, taking this selfie, and he is bottomless. Yeah. No underwear, no pants. And I don't know if, you know, when you lose weight, you lose everywhere. <laughs> So I'm not understanding the point of not having pants on. right? But, you know, okay.
1: Well, that's the other thing because I sort of took him at his word when he says he just took a photo to show his his weight progress. I took him at his word and, and I visualized him being completely naked in the mirror like, oh, this is what I look like. Listen, I have taken... Photos, progress photos when I'm losing weight, but I usually always have something on something, right? Yeah, That's you just me. usually have, you know, underwear, underwear, something like that, or like sh- biker shorts. I don't know something to, you know, because I don't want nothing like that in my in my phone. <laughs> just just so we're clear. I don't want, I don't want anything like that in my phone. However, so this is what I'm thinking when he says he took the photo and, he, and it was uploaded. And how was it accidentally uploaded? There are a few steps that you have to do in order to post something in your Instagram, Instagram story. story. Yeah. That's that's another story, but when you showed me that photo, he had the the tank the wife beater on and he's lifting it up bottomless and he said it's not salacious. Dante. <laughs> Dante, <laughs> I don't know, it about was pretty that.
3: salacious to me, and I mean, it's showing everything. I mean, fortunately, the website that posted it had it blurred out, yes, but it's like it's not one of those things where you know he was being hidden by the countertop or anything <laughs> like that, like, right. he's making sure it's being seen. So,
1: yeah, so I don't know who he was posting that for. Why, um, Andy, you wanted to jump in?
2: Did you like what you see? Did you like what you it, saw, It was Stephanie? blurred
1: out, so I couldn't really, I can't give you
3: a Yelp review, <laughs> but... Not that I care, <laughs> but I just
2: the way you're describing it, it was just kind of like...
3: You know, I can't, I'm sorry, I, I can't okay. give any Google reviews today, <laughs> But um, maybe the accident was that it was supposed to go to close friends, close friends
1: and not for the entire world. To right. See. Yes. He said it was posted at like two o'clock in the afternoon where it wasn't like a midnight, you know, type of photo. Yeah. Andy.
2: Bro's a straight liar, man.
1: <laughs> Bro is thirst trapping for the
2: gram. Stop it. <laughs> I, just the way he, the way he's talking, his inflections. You know, I hate to pass judgment, but he. You could just tell me he's full of it.
1: Okay. Well, since you went there, let's let's go further. When we're talking about passing judgment, Fahima says nude photos aren't a good look for a gospel artist. So that that brings me to this. Um, you know, he sounds like in his in his uh, in his reemergence, we'll say he's now come out with new music and Andy I don't know if you can find this song it's Dante Bo his song, the song is called Wind it Up it's actually a nice song like it's a jam like I would play it as a who's got next but whatever um it's a good song but he talks about being liberated ever since this happened he did he actually did post a uh An apology statement, and he took it back down sometime later. He took it down um, because maybe he no longer feels like he needed to apologize. But what is that fine line? If you are a gospel artist, but you you love Jesus, does that mean you can't be human? I mean. You know, yeah. I, I I see both sides of that. I have a friend who
3: is a gospel art. Well, not a gospel artist, but a Christian rapper. And all of a sudden he has gotten, and I hope he's not listening to this, but I'm talking about you. Um, <laughs> he's just gotten super, I don't want to say judgmental, but really, mm-hmm. like, if you're not a Christian, you're not, you know, you don't do these this, that, and that. And yeah. I think that as human beings, it's like you can't, you know. But as a gospel artist, you are also a someone who is looked to a different at a different standard, because now you have people who uh, look up to you. You're, you're a, uh, what's the word I'm I'm looking for you. I don't know. There's a certain status that goes with that. And there's responsibilities that go with being that public figure in the, you're a role model. There we go. So, um, you know, it's, I hate to be hypocritical Mm -hmm. to say, you know, if you're a Christian, you should be able to sin. But if you're a Christian, Artist, you can't, mm-hmm. but we do
1: hold public figures to a different, you know, standard. Different standard. Um, you're right about that. Uh, I know that Kirk Franklin battled this a lot mm-hmm. because although Kirk Franklin put out gospel music, Christian music, it was, it had that RB sort of hip hop slant to it. And, um, and here's another thing remember when that video came out where he cursed his son? Oh my gosh, yes, read him for. Filth. Mm -hmm. Okay, people were like, (laughs) (laughs) "Kirk, are we? Is this the Kirk Stomp, Mm -hmm. Kirk Franklin?" And um, and I I was so glad when he released his statement, and he was like, "I'm human." Yeah, you know, and and I believe that. Like this guy Dante, he's not doing anything differently. I mean, the other thing that uh, the group Maverick City complained about uh was when Dante went to the Grammys he was doing a red carpet interview and they said who are you looking forward to seeing he said oh um little nas x he said i think that'll be that'll be interesting like that'll be cool to see well little nas x is a uh he's of the lgbtq community he is very um controversial with the things that he puts out and a uh, uh, very controversial mm-hmm. we'll say that they didn't like that you know but Is it okay? So you can behind closed doors maybe like an artist, but you can't publicly say things like that, and you can't dance to Bad Bunny or with Bad Bunny, or you get what I'm saying. So it's almost like these unfair standards. I think that when,
3: uh, yeah, it it is there. The standards are unfair, and I think ultimately where I land on it is, if as long as you're not hurting anybody, you are you. It should be okay because, like you said, you are human. You know what I mean, yeah. and these are the things that are no different. And God is going to, as long as you ask for forgiveness, you will be forgiven. So yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. But yeah, I I I've always disliked that part about
1: the church is that it's just so unforgiving. The the I mean here's the here's the bottom line. I mean, you said it right. It is the church and he said that he he came out uh, as a Christian artist when he was young. He was in his early 20s, 21, 22 and he took off instantly. So to be you're not even grown. You're not even for real grown. You know, you're still figuring life out when mm-hmm. you're in your early 20s and for you to sort of be under the thumbprint of the church and of the the church people and be you know th- they have you under this microscope And you can't move to the left or the right. you got to stay straight and narrow um, because you're afraid of being judged. You can't twerk. You can't listen to secular music, rap music. You can't do any of these things as a gospel artist. And I just think that that is a little bit unfair. Um, Forrest Harrison says Nas X gave the devil a lap dance in his video. I think that was the problem.
3: Yeah, no, he I also I, killed, the, killed the devil in the video too.
1: See he, he killed the devil? Yeah. I didn't see the video. <laughs> Heard a lot about it, but I didn't he see the video. He killed the devil
3: after that. The lap dance was, you know, just to, to like seduce him and, and get him off his game and then he killed him. So I'm like, um,
1: mm, oh, it had a
3: point. It, it, there was something at the end of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, Andy.
2: <laughs> I don't think it's unfair. Mm. Only because it's a choice that they made
1: to get into the business?
2: No, to you know, to live, you know, to be when you when you call yourself a Christian and you know you're you're making gospel music or whatnot, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to be held, you know, to a certain regard. Mm. So if you're gonna go ahead and make that choice, mm-hmm. just know that anything that you do will be questioned. Point blank. It's just what it is. Yeah. I, I understand how you could see how it could be unfair, but if you made that choice, you know people are gonna say this, that, and the third you, you have to. You have to just pay attention to your own personal walk. It's just what it is. I
1: hear that. I hear that. And and you're not you're not wrong. I think a lot of different people feel that way. And as a matter of fact, inside of our YouTube, you guys are starting to vote in there. It says, uh, do Christian artists have different standards than regular people? And right now, 100% of everybody says yes. And, uh, I mean, it's true. I just think that it's unfair. I feel like, you know, I do understand as a... As, uh, Pastors and bishops and apostles and things like that as they're preaching the word and they're telling you how to go forth. Um, you hold them to you. You expect them to behave a certain way. And a lot um, of them don't. A lot of them don't. <laughs> but I could tell you something. Let me let me just be honest about this. Some of the realest people I have ever met in my life. Pastors that I know have been the most impactful people I've ever met because they are real. Mm -hmm. They're not holier than thou. They don't, they don't uh, hold you accountable or they hold you accountable, but they don't judge you. Mm -hmm. Um, They are, uh, they are people that you would want to come to, you you know, as a, as a person and you have a pastor or a a gospel artist or a, a Christian person who really knows the Bible and you sort of, you deem them as like, you know, higher, Mm -hmm. they know more. Um, you, when you, whenever you go to them with a problem, you don't want to feel like you're being judged. You don't want to feel like I can't go to you because I'm less perfect. Mm-hmm. You want to go to somebody just human to human mm-hmm. because none of us are Jesus, right. <laughs> none of us are God. So you want, uh, you want to be able to go to somebody and they be like, no, nah, I feel you. Uh, this is what I did with it, but you know, I, I understand. I'll pray for you or mm-hmm. whatever, but mm-hmm. you don't want, you don't want somebody looking down on you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I guess that's, to, to my point why I feel like it's a little bit unfair to be held to those kind of standards yeah, absolutely yeah um well that's that on that let's jump right in while we have a few minutes um I want to get to this monique topic let's do it Andy do we have monique um i she's she's doing a, an interview with uh Bernie Mac's daughter and they're doing like a little like a live chat video or a zoom or something like that where monique is actually explaining why she calls her husband daddy. I'm sure you've heard a million times. You may have called somebody daddy a time or two. I don't know. I ain't in your business. I'm just saying it's pretty pretty common, okay? Mm -hmm. It's pretty common. Well, she's actually explaining why she calls him daddy. Let's see if she makes sense. Let's take a listen.
0: And a lot of black women would say, why do you call him daddy? Because he's raising me. He's raising me. My father probably stopped giving me what I needed when I was around 13 years old. So now you got a woman that's 13 and now I'm 35 and now I got a bunch of money. What we consider to be a bunch of money. Let me just be real clear about that. Okay. Now I got this money. Now I'm taking care of everybody. Who going to check me boo? Who going to make me grow up? But when that man, when we were just best friends and when we got together, this is what he said to me. He said, when we were best friends and you were married to other men, you were not my responsibility. You were my sister, but not my responsibility. As my wife, you are my responsibility.
1: Okay. Do you feel where Monique is coming from? I feel Monique needs therapy. <laughs>
3: baby that is some <laughs> childhood trauma if oh, i have yeah. ever heard
1: it wow okay 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 uh, le- le- <laughs> le- you can you feel free to, to, to no, you know <laughs> because
3: i mean I, you know you call that is not your daddy like mm. just first and foremost that is not your daddy mm-hmm. he is not responsible for you, mm. that is your partner. Mm. You know what I mean. And the fact that you feel almost childlike in comparison to him makes me feel that there is some like trauma in your life that you have not, you've not worked through, mm-hmm. and you need professional help to work through mm-hmm. because. <laughs> You know, I I feel that men should be, um, or a good man would be a protector, provider, all those things, but that's still not your father. Mm. That is your partner because you still protect and provide for him in ways as well. Mm -hmm. So the fact, yeah, that you revert back to this childishness Mm. because you say your dad stopped doing things that you need quote unquote at age 13 so that means from 13 to however long you were
1: unsupervised yeah that
3: that (laughs) call the lady
1: okay (laughs) well well um i hear you on this it i'll say anytime monique has ever said this out loud she's been she's had several interviews with her husband they've been out in public all you know all types of things I would always cringe when in public she'd be like "Um, t- tell him what you mean daddy like she'd always just address him as daddy nothing else other than that and that made me cringe the reason it made me cringe is I, I understand to a certain degree when women call their significant other or husband's daddy um, but to him maybe to make him feel good it wasn't attached to like you your mentioned your actual it, daddy wasn't attached to your actual daddy or or the way that you the the way that he feels uh, he taught me you know he says he's responsible for me I think that that part is pretty interesting and right now uh, it looks like y'all don't feel what Monique is saying either um uh, so Forrest says I understand what she's saying but don't agree fully but I get it okay. Yeah, it makes logical sense, but it still makes me cringe. Still not your daddy. Still ain't your daddy. Okay, <laughs> um, we're gonna go to uh to our news, traffic, and sports. But when we come forward, we're definitely gonna get to the Suge Knight conversation because wow, <laughs> podcast from jail called Collect Calls with Suge Knight. Wow, uh, you are listening to the Raw Report on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Stay there.
2: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy Lil Real you Right now, you're listening to KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. That's right.
1: You are listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, Come on back in here. Andy is playing this jam that I know is Chingy, but we're trying to figure out who sang the hook. Not we. She. Because I know who sang the hook. (laughs) Oh, you did. Okay, you know it. I can't get it right now. Who sang the hook?
2: Let me give you a hint. Young Simba. The greatest Michael Jackson.
1: (laughs) Oh, uh, Jason um, uh, Weaver. Okay, Jason Weaver on the hook on that one. Wow. Okay. Uh, So if you're just joining us, we had a conversation about Dante Bo from Maverick City. He is out now uh, doing his own music. But this is after a year from being ousted by Maverick City for some things that they did not agree with. We're also talking about Monique, who went into a full explanation of why she calls her husband daddy. And for many of you, you may be like me. You may have cringed a time or two when you've heard that. And shout out to KBLA's own Michelle Duffy, who was listening to the show and agrees with Stephanie O. And she says, listen, (laughs) there's some things to talk about here, (laughs) okay, with Monique in that situation. But uh, let's go ahead and move on and talk about this Suge Knight situation. Now, uh, Suge Knight, if you know, uh, he is – He is death row, or he was death row, I should say, um, music executive. But, you know, so many people, and when I say so many people, it was nationwide. Suge Knight, at one point, was one of the most powerful, sort of ominous figures In in the music industry. And, uh, you know, he came along with death row and it became a power, such a powerful force to be reckoned with. But um, he was actually he's in prison now, sentenced to 28 years from his judge for um, 22 of those years was for running over a victim and six years because he was uh, under the third strike, uh, California's third strike law. Well, he's not he is not uh eligible for parole until twenty thirty four. And so now it, it, it this man has landed a podcast deal from prison. From prison. Now this podcast is uh is interesting. It's called Collect Calls with Suge Knight. It's a brilliant, brilliant I love the title. Name. I love very the very brilliant and um Reportedly, he's going to be confronting a lot of people who have some things that they wanted to say while he's in there. Akon is one. Um, He's going to be talking about Master P, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Whack 100. He's talking about a few people uh, wanting to, you know, kind of kind of say some things back because they've been talking, you know, about about uh, Suge Knight while he's in jail. Warren G is another. Um, but he also says he he wants to educate the younger generation on the music industry. Your thoughts on no, fr- first of all, like we both said, the marketing wise, this is oh I love the name. It's it's a fantastic uh, podcast name. Do you think it's going to be successful?
3: I think a lot of people are going to tune in to select episodes, especially the premiere episodes. And depending on who he's talking about, they'll definitely yeah. tune in because we all want to know what Suge Knight has to say about certain people. Yep. You know, like I'm going to want to know what he has to say about Dre and Snoop or yeah. Warren G or, yeah. you know, I didn't know anything about Akon. But, hey, you know, um, so there are going to be select episodes for sure. I think that people are going to want to hear, especially since we don't really get to hear his voice mm. ever. Um, but I- I'm a little weary about should. Speaking, right? You Tell know. me your thoughts. Go, go, go you know, more. <laughs> I, I i feel that you know, I know that he's not eligible for parole for another 10, 11 years, but is it wise to give a man a mic mm. who's in jail and he could just have free reign to because who's going to stop him from saying something that's going to get him another 10 years? Okay. Right. So you're you're afraid that he
1: may incriminate oh, himself. he's
3: definitely going to incriminate himself. I think what ha- ends up happening is people start to smell themselves a little bit, hmm. you know, and they get to chatting and talking, and then they next thing you know, you are going to be in jail, or he might say something about somebody else that's going to land them in oh, jail. Oh, okay. It's yeah. It could be very messy. Um, yeah. It make his life very difficult while he's there
1: he may be um, covered under the statute of limitations though when it comes to a lot of different things Um, he may or may not I don't know how that works and I don't know which things are covered under the statute but I think you're right in that if he's talking about somebody and he's going to incriminate someone else maybe um, and get them in trouble I don't know but I'm, I'm curious to know if, if Suge just thinks, okay, well, I'm already in here. What, what, what else can happen to me? Um, he maybe seemingly is protected already while he's in jail, so no one can harm him. Uh, maybe that's why this is the time? You know, if that
3: could be a possibility, um, that just would not be something I'd be testing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. You know, it's funny. He... Um, uh, Keith, Keith, the uh, D, yeah, yeah the, the one who was just uh, arrested and charged with the connection of Tupac's murder. Shook was the one who said that he's not going to testify if he's called to trial. He's not going to testify. Well, what if he says it in his podcast? You what know, if he? <laughs> like, I'm like, not going to testify. I'm gonna monetize yeah. it though. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell a story on my terms.
3: Exactly. It's like, what's the difference? It's a test, you know, testimony to me.
1: Yeah. I wonder if he's if 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 the stories that he will tell because he is going to talk a lot about those days, right? I wonder if any of those stories are going to break the street code. Is there is there such a thing right now as still being able to break the street cro- the street I d- code,
3: I think so. I believe so. You know, I mean, they're gonna people are gonna tiptoe around what this fine line between what's a snitch and what's a not what's not a snitch, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Suge is smart enough to know the difference. I just don't know what he'd be able to talk about if he didn't tell people what they want. Like he's gonna he may start off very reserved in what he says, but I feel like he is going to eventually
0: mm-hmm.
3: he's gonna talk too much. Mm-hmm. I really feel like you know you start to feel yourself and then you just get to talking and talking and you know I, I feel like he might say too much. He
1: he might uh we don't know. Uh Fahima she says uh Mumia Abu Jamal has done commentary live from Death Row for years via the Prison Radio Project but Jamal is a journalist, um, that's interesting because, you know, these days, this is one of my uh, my gripes with with this day and age. Everybody can grab a mic mm-hmm. and anybody can talk. And sometimes you come across things that are that are insightful, intelligent, good conversations to listen to. You get mm-hmm. nuggets and lessons. Other times you're just getting people who want to um, talk They want to talk. They want to hear the voice. (laughs) Yeah, they want to talk, and and they're not really saying much. You see a lot of that on social media. A lot Mm -hmm. of that. So that that actually brings up a good point. I mean, is this just another podcast? And and how much? How far can that go? Because Death Row was an era for sure, but you know how? I mean. Okay, so you want to talk about these several people and maybe some stories with these several people, but when you listen to a podcast, you're hoping that the information is 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 sort of, like, ongoing. Like, you'll be able to talk talk about these types of things mm-hmm. for a long time. Do you feel like it's just a a one season <laughs> yeah, I, I type don't, thing?
3: I don't see longevity with it, because it, there's only so far he can go. Like you said, Death Row was an era. Mm-hmm. And then after that era, it got kind of quiet, and then you know, several years down the line. Now he's in jail. So there's only so much you can talk about. Like once you get, unless he just wants to air everybody out and he goes back and forth with whack 100 every week. I don't know what he could, how far this can go. It's it's definitely, it's looking to me like it's going to be a one season thing.
1: Yeah. And then for him to say that he wants to talk to this generation about the music industry, I see that, but, um, and I can appreciate that to a certain degree. However, this day and age is so different when it comes to yeah, music it's I was, almost like w- what can you say i was thinking
3: the same thing when you yeah. you know when you mentioned that it's this version of the music industry is not the version that death row reigned in yeah. so i don't really know what he could possibly add to the conversation because it's this is not the tupac snoop
1: dre era right anymore exactly exactly uh forrest says i hope shook takes his this opportunity to fix his reputation oh that's a good point um he ran the greatest uh, one of the greatest companies in the world this is very true um that's actually a a pretty good question i often talk about the redemption quality of people can he redeem himself because he has such a negative There's such a negative connotation associated with him. And he had such a a horrible reputation at one point of just being a bully, being, you know, he
3: ran somebody over.
1: He ran somebody (laughs) over. I mean, Warren G just talked about uh, his 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 sort of uh, interactions with Suge Knight when he did this Drink Champs conversation recently. And he was talking about how Suge just grabbed him up, put him up against the wall, snatches his chain. And this is on several occasions. So, I mean, he did have a really tough, you know, uh, people looked at him as as ominous. So can he can he uh, fix his reputation, according to what Forrest Harrison just said? I wonder
3: if he wants to. Or does he want to be the big, bad bully Suge and go down in history as that type of I mean, he is in jail. You don't want to come out soft. Yeah, but let
1: me see. Hold on. How old is Suge? Because this is ridiculous. He, he's he got to be, what, 58. He's 58 years old. You can't be a 58-year-old bully. Not I your mean, whole life. I mean, who said? <laughs> well, also, also, who said? Who said he can <laughs> True, true, (laughs) but also he is in jail. Maybe this reputation kind of works for him while he's in jail, exactly. Yeah, in prison. Let me let me correct myself. It's like
3: you can't be soft in prison, so you have to be the bully. And I'm sure he's got a lot of minions in there doing his because that's the only way you stay safe out there, anyway. Yeah, so.
1: It's it's really it's it's interesting to see Suge Knight as he goes to uh, court on several occasions. He's wearing his glasses now. He is he, he just looks like an older man. And, you know, it's hard to watch something like that just as a human being. I'm looking at it like, man, Suge, that it is not looking good, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some health problems for mm-hmm. a while. I'm sure he still has these health issues. Um, It's just not looking good. And with that being said, being a bully who is aging, Not he's not doing well. Um, it, it's It's just not a good look. So my hope would be that, you know, once you get towards, and I'm not saying that he's at the end of his life by any means, but once you start getting older and you realize some of the faults that you had in the past, it would seem as though, you want to right your wrongs. Yeah. You want to um, you want to redeem yourself. You want to talk about uh, you want to fi- fix all the all the things and inform maybe a newer generation on what not to do. Mm-hmm. Don't make the same mistakes that I did. And I hope that that is sort of what he says, because according to the write ups and in the and what everybody's talking about, he's trying to confront Akon and Snoop and Master P and Whack 100. I'm like, don't confront these people. Have conversations about it. Maybe talk it out. That would be a good podcast.
3: I, I would listen to that. I would listen to, you know. But we'll see. I, I don't know. I'm going to definitely tune into a couple of episodes. But if it's boring, I'm probably never listening. Again. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Okay. No, no problem. I get that. Uh, wow. Forrest said he already got knocked out by his barber. Okay. Well, I mean... It it, it ain't looking good. That doesn't sound good. I know that there is a special preview of of the podcast that's coming out on October 24th, but the actual podcast is coming on Halloween. So uh, from what I understand... Of all
3: the days to launch a podcast, Halloween? Yeah,
1: I'm saying. He's going with the whole eerie theme. You know what I'm saying? It's ominous. The whole ominous theme is like he's out here. I'm not (laughs) getting positivity from this rollout. It's just... (laughs) I'm not either, but, you know, um, I I just hope, I really hope that with all the talk of, like, Um, these rappers and people being killed and all the beef that's happening. These guys are much older than this newer generation. And so what I'm hoping is that something good will come Mm -hmm. from it and that they can make a positive impact to show this newer generation. It's not just about the music because like we mentioned, the music is different. The industry is different, different, but how to, um, how to squash the beef, how Mm -hmm. to um, make amends with people. So that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping for that anything, Yeah. Uh, We'll see. I'm going to listen to that podcast and let you know what I think. On the 24th. Uh, let's go ahead and um, we we'll, I guess, we'll continue more conversations when we come forward. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580.
2: Hey, I'm Damian Young. I'm chilling with Robin on The Raw Report. <laughs> 1580, 1580,
1: 1580. Well, speaking of Dante Bo, we decided we're going to go ahead and do that. He's who's got next as a solo artist. This is Dante Bo. Wind it up. Yeah. I can't lie. lie. That is a vibe. That is a bop right there. Dante Bo. Okay, this is the guy. He's a Christian artist. He's a Christian. He came out as a Christian singer artist. And he joined Maverick City and now that he is no longer with Maverick City, he said, Let me bust wide <laughs> open. Okay. <laughs> what
3: do you think about the song? I like it. It's nice, it's right? It's definitely a vibe for sure. It is
1: definitely a vibe. And and yes, it does have that Afro beats feel. And I'm a I'm an Afro beats girl. Don't put me in a like a, a in a club. I'm really not a club girl, but like maybe lounge. Put me in a lounge mm-hmm. with like a nice DJ and put some Afro beats on. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's my vibe. That's the vibe. That's a good one. Very, very good song. Yes, it's a great song. Houston, Texas says, um, definitely DJ Black909 says, enjoy Taste of Soul. That's right. That is happening tomorrow. Uh, come on down to LaMert Park, get you some food, laugh at the comedy lounge, do all kinds of things at the uh <laughs> at the Taste of Soul. Fahima says, Robin, it's not gospel. Of course, I just said <laughs> yes, Fahima. It is not gospel. It is not gospel whatever it is i like it and i'm not mad at him um well it is it is the uh holiday season going into halloween and what i don't want you to miss if you are about that hide and seek life there's an interactive horror survival game uh sounds pretty fun it escape hotel it's coming in october okay well listen i don't know about that so uh You guys go ahead and check that out, Escape Hotel. Um, It sounds like it could be a lot of fun, especially getting in the mood for the Halloween season. Stephanie, uh, let everybody know where they can find you. As usual, you guys can find me at...
3: At 11 eight, eleven and the number 8 on all social media channels. I will be there.
1: You are awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. for coming in and, uh, you know, rocking with us at the Raw Report. Appreciate all of you guys as well. It was a great week. And, um, you know, we are right back at it next week. You already know. It's going down with another great Raw Report. Um, we have the best of Zoe Williams on the other side. So don't change your channel. I'm sure it's going to be fire because that's exactly what he does all the time. Uh, Thank you guys. Enjoy your weekend. Have a beautiful one, a blessed one. Remember, I'm Robin Ayers. And today and every day forward, be a blessing.